Dan Quinn, and he got to work right away putting in his staff. The first person he brought on board was Joe Witt Jr., and I had seen a comment earlier about had anybody ever heard of him prior to yeah you got no one ever mentioned joe witt jr right he wasn't in line for a head coach job he was a defensive coordinator in waiting though make no doubts about it if if dan quinn does not take joe witt jr which we'll just call i'll call wit from here on out but if he does not take wit away from dallas Witt becomes the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. Make Probably. no doubt about yeah. it. He was yeah. ready. That was his, yeah, that's his dream job. Uh, I here's the problem with Joe Witt, oh, and it's God. just what Wait. we just—it's just what Gus said. I have, I don't want. I've got this is what I've got on Joe Witt. You see that is blank. I got nothing. <laughs> you haven't done enough research, Stoner. Not only had we never mentioned him a week before, I never heard of the dude. Before I can tell you, trying to find pictures talking. for the graphics yeah. was heinous. It was awful. I I never heard of him before. Everybody started talking about he's you know he's the next Dan Quinn defensive coordinator. We gotta we gotta slow our roll on this whole Joe Witt love affair. I'm okay with saying that Dan Quinn, as Nathan talked about even before we came over to this section, is Dan Quinn knows how to hire people. He knows how to find guys that can do a great job. So that I'm trusting him. I don't got a clue on whether or not Joe Witt's going to be a good defensive coordinator or not. So I'm just going to I'm just going to I'm just going to throw my hands up and say I hope but for us to drink the Kool-Aid that Joe Witt's the next is the second coming of Dan Quinn as defensive coordinator, we just got to slow our roll on that a little bit. We know well, nothing Trev, about him. Trev's also throwing his hands up, but this time he's trying to just interrupt to get I mean, his uh I don't necessarily think that if you haven't heard the name or the guy before the hire doesn't necessarily take away his credibility of being that. In Not that at all. Not at all. So, but we got to stop coordinating this guy as the next great defensive coordinator when we don't know anything about him. I don't think we're saying he's the next great defensive coordinator. I think we're just happy that Dan Quinn got his guy to sure. be defensive coordinator. So if he was in line to be defensive coordinator for Dallas, which was his dream job, why is it a problem to be a defensive coordinator here? It's not. I mean, obviously, besides that. Well, it seems like you have a problem with it right now. I don't have a problem with it. What I have a problem with, see, you're trying to twist my words. What I have, asking. What I have a problem with is saying that he's just good, that he's great. This is a great hire. We don't know. I we think can, it's in the terms of Dan about, getting his guy. Right. Now, okay, let me ask you this. If we went and got Al Harris and made him D coordinator, what would you say? I'd say I know a little bit more about him, but I still don't know a whole lot about him. Now, if you went out and got, I'm just throwing something out there just to see if it'll stick or whatever. You know, if we say we went out and we got um, um, uh, Bill Belichick to be the defensive coordinator, well, then I, sh- I would have an informed um opinion right. about bill belichick because right. i know all about right. it but i know nothing about joe <laughs> and i can go and look at a little bit of uh you know of his yeah. information that's out there and i can see what he did with dallas defensive backs which is super impressive 
Yeah. But to just say a defensive back coach is all of a sudden going to be the next great defensive coordinator, I'm not ready to do that. But I am ready to trust Dan Quinn that he hired this guy. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, people are out there, and a lot of people are saying that Joe, this is a great hire, that Joe Witt's a great hire. I I just don't know that. There needs to be context behind that because if if it's according to Dan Quinn getting his guys, then, yeah, it's a great hire. But if you're looking at it for a defensive coordinating standpoint, how is it a great hire? We've never seen it before. Yeah, the way the way that I look at it, because we're we're gonna have a much longer conversation on on Cliff Kingsbury because he is a much more known quantity. Yeah, much the more, way yeah. I look at it with with Wit is with WJ is that he is a Dan Quinn hire. He knows the Dan Quinn system, and he's had great success back to back years with the Dallas defensive backs. And if we're going to give Dan Quinn credit for the Legion of Boom. We can yeah. give credit for yep. what he's done with the likes of Ron Bland and you know <laughs> yeah. breaking NFL records with uh, Diggs leading the league in interceptions two seasons ago. Like, make no doubt about it, the guy can coach and is in a posi- a position coach that is something that Washington desperately needs. They took two players back-to-back first and second round last year that need coaching up. And I think Quan Martin is going to be outstanding in a WJ-led unit. But that's also because I'm very high on Quan Martin, okay? I think we might see Emmanuel Forbes kind of bounce back because he's going to have a little bit more coaching there. And more than a few people mentioned this, uh, JG being one of the ones who first put it there, was how many position coaches do you actually know of other teams hmm. now you you get on this all the time stoner especially in our side chats when you know people wanted um oh my goodness what's the he's now an offensive coordinator but no one heard of you said no one heard of him a week before because even i actually wanted him he was the kid of the uh houston coach why am i spacing on his name not slow what the kid of the the former houston coach uh or no it was, oh, maybe it's denver at? Kubiak, 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 Kubiak. right? A lot of people, myself Mm -hmm. included, was just like, "Hey, get him!" Because Kubiak offense is a is a is a Shanahan offense would be great to get him. But most of these position coaches you don't hear, okay? They usually excel. That's right. How many people wanted Harris to be the uh, the defensive coordinator here for years? He was our defensive back coach. I know you didn't stoner, but this is my point. Yeah, most mm-hmm. people we don't really pay attention to position coaches. I right. I would guarantee you, even Allison who watches our our channel and she's a Philadelphia Eagles fan, if we were to quiz her on the position coaches of Washington, she may what Jennifer King, the uh, assistant running back one. She pro- would she be able to know? It's Trev, you're a fan of this team. Who's the actual running back? Who was the running back? Uh, Coach? Coach Randy Jordan, Randy Jordan. Okay, Randy Jordan. Okay, so you did know that. All right. I don't know why I tried to get you on that one, but I, I was just like, I'm trying to point out most people don't pay attention to those. Right. Right. No, yeah. Does. And that's so why people watch us here on Rest into, All you're doing is feeding into my point, Nathan. All I'm doing, all you're doing is feeding into it. We don't know anything about it, so we got to stop going out there and say what a great hire this that Joe Witt is a fantastic hire for Washington. You can say. 
Dan Quinn is bringing this guy and hope he works out. But Didn't you just call Dan Quinn? Him. Weren't you oh, smoking no. a stogie? Because you're right that Dan Quinn was hired and that Dan Quinn's going to be a great hire and yeah. all this other stuff and let Dan Quinn cook. So yeah. how can we say that Dan Quinn is a good hire, but we can't say Witt Jr. is a good hire? Because you have Bingo. a file. Because you have a file on Dan Quinn. You've got no file on Witt Jr. It's just no head. It's just no coordinating positions. That's all. Right. It's all positions. Right. Right. How do you think these D coordinators get D coordinator jobs? They got to start right. somewhere. They start somewhere. You're right. You're right. But you just got to stop. You got to stop putting. The I got stop you know? nothing. Yeah, I'm You're ready for Joe Red Jr. He's gonna you... make me run for a wall. <laughs> I I hope he's gonna be great, and I think he has a chance he's to be, be great. great. I think the opportunity that that um, Dan, the whole point that Dan Quinn picked him, that's great. But I just. I, I just don't, uh, you know, I, people are out there crowning this guy, and we just can't be crowning. How about it, there's some excitement? JG here, a potential great sure. hire. Does that work for you? But if, what if they had hired Let people? What if be Dan excited Quinn, about things? Stoner. Okay, what if Dan Quinn hired? Um, uh, oh, Steve Jacobson. What if Dan Quinn hired Steve Jacobson, who is the Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay's linebackers coach? Would everybody be crowning Steve Jacobson as, as the no. as a great hire? No, because it's not. I think this is only they're saying that only because it's Dan Quinn's guy. That's, they're probably wording it differently for you, Stoner. But that's pretty much my opinion why they're saying great hire because they did their research and saw that he was in Dallas with Dan Quinn previously. Yeah, he's and taken over way, that. I, he's taken over that defense. He's also had great success there. I would have to actually look into the linebacker success for Tampa Bay. I know yeah. everyone's really high on white, but that's something I'd want to see. Now, Gus Bus here challenging you a little bit, Stoner, on this. Who's the better DC hire, the defensive coordinator hire? Shane Bowen for the Giants, mm -hmm. because he has previous defensive coordinator experience, right. or Joe Witt Jr. for the commander? Well, I, don't, I would have to look more into Shane Bowen, but... If Dan Quinn said Shane Bowen is the better hire, then I'm with Dan Quinn. But I'm not going to crown Shane you Bowen. Contradicting get your man. Get your man, Trev. You all. You, you literally all. just said the opposite for Joe Witt Jr. No, I didn't. You don't know anything about Joe Witt Jr. because all he's done is coach some defensive backs in Dallas for a couple of years, and all of a sudden we're saying this is a great hire. That's what we're going off. Yeah, because what has Jack Del Rio done in the, in the past years? I'm I'm not comparing him to other people. I'm comparing him to I need to be able to see something and then making him oh. instead of just crowning him. Oh, Stop well, trying he, to he, take he, this he, away from us, bro. We haven't it's, had it's, this it's, kind of. Go ahead, Trent. That's my point. I, I'm I done with him as well. You know why I'm yeah, done with him? I'm, I'm done with him because I guarantee you. If he would have been like, hey, I really like Joe Witt Jr. last week as like a potential yes. defensive coordinator hire, he would be like, yeah. he's the best ever and he's all this other stuff. <laughs> Even he would ignore everything he's saying right now if he would have if he would have looked into it and said, this is the guy who we need to hire as a defensive coordinator. 100%. Because he's doing it with Dan Quinn. Yes. This is By the way, right. I what? totally made up Steve Jacobson as the linebackers coach in Tampa. <laughs> Totally That's made it. Up. Like, I I that. But last week I could have said, uh, what about this? What about let's just make up a guy? His name's Joe Witt. 
And uh, you're like, <laughs> Joe Witt? You're just making right. up names. And I'll be like, you're right. I'm making up names. But uh, again, yeah. you don't pay attention to those position coaches on other oh, teams. Oh, you do. Especially with the next dude we're going to talk about. You pay very oh close. My God. Not a position coach. Here we go. Here not we go. a position coach. Okay. You're right. Sorry. And that's a good transition into it. But not a position coach. He was, a, he was an offensive uh, advisor in USC. He was the head coach in Arizona, and he was an offensive uh, coordinator before that. Stoner, yeah. you don't like this guy. No, I Why? Don't. Please oh tell us. God. Trev's already sitting back. Where's the popcorn, yeah, Trev? I don't Stoner, know. Stoner taking all the good mojo from the Dan Quinn talk. He's doing <laughs> on Joe Witt Jr. And he's about to smash Cliff Kingsbury saying this that he's way. out already. This is the same thing you guys were getting on me about a couple weeks ago when everybody was all in love with Ben Johnson. And I said, I don't think they should hire Ben Johnson. I think they should hire a Ron Rivera type coach. And you all mocked me just like you're mocking me now because I take a, I don't take I take off the burgundy and gold glasses and I look at it from a from a an entire view instead of just from an insider's view. And look at Cliff Kingsbury. And I think Stephen A. Smith said it very well. If oh, he that, it, okay. I would have said it. All he's, he's NBA done, guy, but go ahead. All he's done is fail up. Stephen A you said it, so me. I'm stealing it from him, but I 100 percent agree. You gotta be kidding me. He has failed at every spot that he's been in. And, but that's not the whole reason, okay? He failed at Texas Tech. Stop. Completely Stop failed. It. He Stop. failed in Arizona. He failed last year at USC. He took, last year, he took a Heisman Trophy winner and actually made him worse as the quarterback's coach at USC. Oh, he my was God. the quarterback's coach, but go ahead. I think he was the quarterback's offensive <laughs> no, my podcast. whatever he was yeah he was offensive in charge of advisor. Advisor. i cannot okay. all right, all right, listen. I can't. Right, listen 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 i should even come that's, back that's not, not locked really, on law not the only clown apparently we got we got one here with the the, that's a really, the buckle listen, back at oh my that, god that's a, a really kind of a basic way of looking at it and that's not why i'm going to tell you that i don't like him as as a coach but i just want that to be known that he hasn't been very successful ever since he had that job at the University of Houston under uh first Dana Holgerson and then Kevin Sumlin and then they took it up to Texas A&M and he had Johnny Menzel turn him into a Heisman Trophy winner and then after that he got the Texas Tech job and he hasn't been good since then clarification on clarification. he hasn't been good right he hasn't been we can hear you Trev uh clarification on he hasn't been good are you mm -hmm. referring to his head coaching record or are you referring to his offenses? Because he is not here right. as a head coach. He is here Thank as an you. offensive okay. coordinator. Great. And those haven't been too shabby. Put Putting it on a silver platter. That's, that's what I do, I Stoner. That's that. what I do. I appreciate that. First, let me just say the style of his offense. It's an air raid offense, right? This is not... This, this is an air know, raid run heavy offense. Air raid run heavy offense. Absolutely. And yeah. in terms of the run heavy, I love that. I think one year he was even like a 51%, 49% run 
pass to run ratio. Love it. Wow. Right. I love that. Part right of the game. But he is an air raid guy. He learned under Mike Leach. If you ever look at what Mike mm-hmm. Leach did, he didn't care one iota about defense, which is fine as a head coach. That's fine. And all they did was they, they passed the ball 80% of the time, but he modified it when he went to the NFL because he knows he has to run the ball in the NFL. Okay. So, and what they do is they take advantage of, uh, um, of spreading everybody out and the quarterback yeah. being able to look at the defense and find a favorable matchup and take advantage of that matchup. Very quarterback, uh, not only friendly, but dependent. You have to have yeah. an excellent quarterback for his offenses to work. So that's great. Um, but you also need a running quarterback in in his type of offense, or at least that's what's been successful. A mobile but, QB. Doesn't have to right. be a running quarterback, but a mobile QB. Um, more running quarterback. Like calling run plays for Kyler Murray. Design he calls plays. a okay. lot of run plays for Kyler mm-hmm. Murray. Okay, in four years of Arizona. Fair, Kyler Murray just happens to be an A-plus running That's quarterback. why they drafted him. That's yes. why they drafted him at one year after draft, drafting Josh Rosen. They drafted Kyler Murray because Cliff Kingsbury said, this is the guy that's going to make my offense work. Mm-hmm. Josh Rosen is not the guy. Four years at Arizona, if you take the four those four years that he was at Arizona head coach, they were 15th in points. And they were 15th in yards, and they were 18th in yards per play. Average. Okay? We'd kill for that here in Washington. Okay? but yeah, still an improvement but here. But we're putting Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury up on this pedestal. Again, he's the greatest offensive mm, coordinator. No, nope, no one's actually put – you're the first one to talk about Cliff Kingsbury. All, I don't think anyone's put him up on a pedestal. All of the advanced metrics in the four years where he was there, his offenses, middle of the pack. They were run-heavy offenses, which is great. Now, he he didn't have Kyler Murray, that especially that last year, when Kyler Murray blew out his ACL, right? So he didn't have him for that particular year. But think about the, some of the team, the quarterbacks that he's had and how he's fared with them. He had Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech. He had Baker Mayfield for a year, also, by the way, at Texas Tech. But he had Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech. They went 13-15. and 15 in those 28 games at Texas Tech. Go look at every single starting NFL quarterback, and you will see that those quarterbacks, other than Patrick Mahomes, those quarterbacks improved their teams, made their them teams their teams better than if you compare it to years before and then years after they left. Even the guys like Kirk Cousins at Michigan State, look at what their teams did before and after, and look at what they did while he was there. Dak Prescott at Mississippi State. So, and you can just go down all the quarterbacks. When you're in college, when you're a special talent that's going to be a franchise quarterback in the NFL, you make your team better in college. And he did that with Johnny Manziel when he was uh, at Texas A&M. But he didn't do it with Patrick Mahomes. And he definitely didn't do it when he had Caleb Williams last year as well. Here's the point that I don't like about his offense. He it is an air raid. It does spread people <laughs> out. He is he there's a lot of good qualities to it. But I'm going to tell you what it's going to look like. You ready? You ready for what it's going to look like? First game of the year. First time Washington has the ball. First down and 10 at the 25. You ready, Trev? 
I'm yeah. going to use last year's players. I know it's not going to be this coming year's players, all of them, but I'm going to use last year. So you can kind of, because we're all familiar with these guys. Wide okay. left is going to be Terry McLaurin in the slots. Okay. going to be slot left is going to be Logan Thomas slot. Right. Is going to be Curtis Samuel wide, right. Jahan Dotson. Um, Sam Howell's going to be in the shotgun and, uh -huh. and uh, Brian Robinson's going to be either beside him or next to him. Okay. There's going to be zero motion. There is going to be zero shifting. And on first, this is first down. And I don't know what he's going to do. He's going to run the ball for six yards. There's not going to be any play action. So he got six yards. Cool. You know what it's going to look like on second down, Trev? What, Terry McLaurin's going to be wide left. Logan Thomas is going to be slot left. Curtis Samuel's going to be slot right. Jahan Dotson's going to be wide right. Sam Howell's going to be in shotgun. Brian Robinson behind him or next to him. There's going to be no motion. There's going to be no play action. And he's going to drop you... back and whatever's going to happen. Ready, Trev? It's third and third and four now, Trev. Guess what it's going to look like, Trev? Let me guess. Cameron Crew wide left. Logan Thomas slot left. Curtis Daniel slot right. Jahan Dawson is wide right. Brian Robinson, oh, maybe Gibby this time because it's third down. Gibby back there with Sam Howell and the shotgun. And they're going to call a... And no, there's going to be no motion, no shifting, no play action, and they're going to run a play. Gosh. The point is that one year in Arizona, Trev, DeAndre Hopkins lined up wide left the exact same spot 88% of the time. 88% of the time in the four years that Cliff Kingsbury was head coach in Arizona and running the offense, they were DFL. You know what DFL is? Uh, Dead up and last in yeah. pre-snap motion. They were DFL in play action passes. And they were 31st in times the quarterback was under center. It's going to look exactly the same every single down. And you're just going to sit there and go, uh, make an adjustment, bro. Because this looks exactly um, the same. Okay. So that's why I don't well, like it. The, we have moved on from the air raid. <laughs> we have moved on from this spread offense. There are two guys, maybe three guys in the entire NFL who can run a good spread offense guys like uh, Jalen hurts, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, oh, interesting. And, right. Right. You're right. Special quarterbacks can do it. I'm not saying they can't. And dude in Buffalo, Josh Allen, everybody else, dude in Buffalo. everybody else, and especially the successful ones, they run a version of the West coast offense. It's all coming back to the West coast offense to run in the ball putting your quarterback under center, tons of motion, play action passes. That's what it's come. That's what the NFL is coming back to. He's part of the old, not old school, the cool school of the Mike McDaniels and the O'Connells and the McVeighs to where they're just doing all kinds of crazy. But even McVeigh is adjusted. Once he got Stafford, he said, we need to run the ball. We need a, a West coast offense, quick passing. That's why I don't like it. So you mean to tell me 
you have more faith in our head coach, who is a retread, than you do our offensive coordinator, who's a retread. So pretty much you're saying that Chris Kingsbury, what he did as a head coach in the past as offensive coordinator is going to be the same thing he does here. So does that mean the same thing that Dan Quinn did in Atlanta? Does that mean the same thing he did here? No, it doesn't. That's a the fair quarterbacks question. that Cliff Kingsbury has worked with are all successful. I'm not even getting to the point of what kind of offense we're going to have. Da, da, da. I'm more focused on our quarterback because if the quarterback can't execute it, I don't care what kind of offense you bring here. It's on fair. the quarterback. Fair. He, you said he, he made Caleb Williams worse. If that's the case, then why are, there, why are we discussing on Twitter about trading up to get him at number one if we made him worse? He won the Heisman last year, and this year Jaden Daniels won the Heisman, and, people, and he's still projected number one over the Heisman winner. How mm-hmm. can you say he has made quarterbacks worse? He spent time with Patrick Mahomes. Look where he is. He spent time with Baker Mayfield, who some people during, on this show would not have minded seeing Baker Mayfield in the burgundy and gold. <laughs> Look what he did with Caleb Williams at USC this past year. Yeah. Look what he's done with Kyler Murray in Arizona. The points, the ranking of offense, 18th, that's, that sounds way better than being 30th, 31st, great, 32nd. Though. And who's to say he's not going to adjust? The way he did. Sure hope he does. He was in the position before. I sure hope he I does. I see what you're saying, but I don't. I don't think that he gets hired as the offensive coordinator based on what he did five years ago. I think they hired him based on the quarterback from this draft class, which is Caleb Williams, and he is the closest thing that worked with Caleb Williams that we have in the building. Like Lewis Riddick said it. He's the only person in our building who knows the most about Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. If he can bring Caleb Williams here and design him and, and, and you know make him successful in the offense, you're not going to be complaining about the offense in week six when we're scoring 35 points with no pre-snap motion. So maybe he's going to – it's just too early to say that you can't be excited or upset about it because he could adjust just the way Dan Quinn has to adjust. We're you're already right. sold on him because Dan Quinn just gave us his word. But I'm looking at the success in the past, the stats of Cliff Kingsbury, all the quarterbacks he's had a hand in, whether it's senior offensive assistant, head coach, or OC, they've been quite successful. I'm all in. I I, I think that those are all very valid points. And look, the, the but, offense, old man, I was about to say, more old man yelling at a cloud. What do you want Bob McAdoo in here to be our OC? Is that what you wanted? <laughs> but I think the – and I think the qualities of an air raid offense are valid. I think spreading out teams, and then if you see that they're in zone, you simply run short crossing routes, get the ball out quick. And if they're not in a zone, then you uh, uh, then you got a man-to-man, and the quarterback can look, and he can say, oh, Curtis Samuel's got a linebacker on him. I'm going to Curtis Samuel on this play yeah. because I see a favorable matchup. Mm-hmm. Because they're all spread out, and you know who's covering who if they're in man to man, or they could say, "Ooh, McLaurin's got uh, doesn't have uh, deep safety help. He doesn't have cover two. He's one on one. I'm going to McLaurin because I know he's going to beat his guy out there." So there's that advantage, and there's also the advantage that you can do an up tempo because, as we talked about, DeAndre Hopkins played 88 percent of his snaps were in one spot. Well, if they're in up tempo, 
DeAndre Hopkins knows exactly where he needs to go, and he doesn't have to listen to the play and say, oh, I'm all the way on the right side. I got to go out. No, he knows exactly where he's going to. All the players do. But I'm just using DeAndre Hopkins as an uh, an example. You're they all so know exactly right. where they need to be because that's what the offense is. So there are some advantage to, advantages to this. And especially with his running game, he adapted it to allow his uh, running game to be a bigger factor. And there are some points within how he sets up his running game, which I really like as well. But I'm just saying that we've got to be careful because he's running an offense that was cool five years ago, was really cool 10 years ago. But so, five years ago, it was Stoner. Cool. Stoner it's would only cool like anymore. it if it was 20 years ago. That's what he wants is it's got to be as oh, old mean, as he oh, is. Like, well, yeah. he, see, what's happened to him is he, he, was, like, he did Kansas too much City research runs, on Ben Johnson and, and Slowick. Yeah. And saw how creative they were. And now they're like, oh, we're going to have a boring air raid offense. If it scores points, bro, if it makes the quarterback comfortable and successful and actually gives them a chance with, to look at receivers, hey, let's do if it. If you guys are happy with 15th best, if you're happy with middle of the pack, we got our guy. How, how about we bro, wait we to see how it plays pack. out with him as a dedicated offensive coordinator? Because right. Stoner and Tommy T yeah. put it out here earlier. He is here. Cliff Kingsbury yeah. is here 100%. because Dan Quinn wanted him because Dan Quinn said, this guy runs an offense that I yeah. hate to see. You <laughs> like Dan Quinn. You oh. like Dan Quinn as a defensive coordinator. You think that he runs this great defense and he's a great defensive mind. Get right? And You're he's right. telling yeah. us that a- Cliff Kingsbury is going to run an offense that is going yeah. to give other teams fits and Cliff Kingsbury like Trev mentioned, a little bit of a QB whisperer, so it doesn't matter what they do with the two. We can expect improvement with whoever's at QB, and this offense is going to improve because we were bottom of the barrel. We were bad. Yeah, I'll take middle of the barrel any day over what we were just at. Not me. No, not me. Uh-uh. I don't strive yes, for you would. I, we'd be Bro. happy with it one year, but you better get yourself in top 10 the next year. You better keep improving, <laughs> or else we're just going to be the Washington <laughs> commanders of Jay Gruden. Which was middle of the pack offense. Okay, well, maybe like Nathan was saying, you think maybe he's going to actually adjust his game and solely focus on the offense rather than having to pleasing everybody in the locker room as a head coach. Let me be very clear about this point. Okay, let me be very clear. All of these positive points about Cliff Kingsbury, all of these things, especially the part that you just brought up, I think that was Tommy T who said that, is that Dan Quinn wanted Cliff Kingsbury, number one, and number two, wanted him because he found it so difficult to go up against a Cliff Kingsbury offense. I think those are fantastic Dan points. Caleb Williams. My point on all this is let's be careful about thinking Cliff Kingsbury I know. I'm tired of being careful. We ain't walking on eggshells no more, Stoner. It's a new day. We got to get hyped. I'm not tiptoeing around in February just because Cliff Kingsbury. Man, you see that, that house he got? We about, yeah. to be, we about to be famous and more well-known hey. now. Like, yeah. We got I'm Hollywood in run the offense, and we got a dedicated dude be, run the defense. I'm gonna be I ain't being careful. 30 minutes telling us how Dan Quinn was going to be so good for Washington. Yeah. And they spent the next and 30 minutes on all of our, like, Hey, we actually like these guys. 
See, you guys, you guys always take it the wrong way. I'm not poo-pooing on them. You're the I'm, Bill Belichick of you're the Bill Belichick of this podcast. You're stuck. The game is passing you by, and you're not no. willing to accept See? it. See, that's the thing. You guys think the game has passed me by. The game is coming back to me. The I game just, is coming back to where the most successful offenses are the West Coast offense with the quarterback under center for most of the time. What the play action passing with getting the ball out quick. Let me ask, that's let me ask you a question. Coming back to the Kansas City the Chiefs in the trenches. The Kansas City Chiefs have been in the AFC title game and Super Bowl in the past seven years consecutively. Yeah. And Pat yeah. Mahomes has probably been under center 20 times throughout that span. And look yeah, what they're doing. Not true at all. Not true at all. Well, come, you know he's what I'm saying. Not 20, but he's, he's very high. He's higher up in the shotgun, though. You know that. No, he's not. The Kansas City offense, if you look at the stats in terms of, of quarterbacks under center, they're top 10 in how many times he's under center. The it's a it's a West Coast style offense that he runs. They don't run well, this wide open air raid. Well, too bad we we go an air raid run, run heavy. Look, look First at this all man was crying because we ain't run the ball enough, and now we got a system that's going to run the ball more. And this man still ain't happy because it's air raided added on to it. Yeah. Listen, Trev, what do you want, Stoner? What I, do you what do you want? He wants a job with the Washington Commanders as their coordinator. I want to be a consultant. That, that's where the big money is. Uh, but it's just like when we talked about, Trev, you know it when you see it. We saw in the second game of the year this past year, we were like, what the heck is Eric Bieniemy doing putting his quarterback back to pass 29 times in the first half of a game? including in game two against Denver. If you remember at the end of the first half, he dropped back 23 consecutive times in the first half. Mm -hmm. And we started freaking out because you know we why? know that's not what's going to work. And we can recognize that the air raid is going to be, is going to have awesome. some success, but it's not going to be like what you just said, Trev. I Maybe don't believe really it's going to be awesome. He could tweak it, bro. I hope he does. Scott Turner used pre-snap motion, and what we do with Scott Turner? Nothing. So I don't care about the pre-snap motion. That just means guys are more tired to run their route. If it's no. if it's going to score points, and if it fears our head coach, I, you know, I'm Mark, all in, bro. Let's do it. Let's just let's, let's do it. Let's see what happens. It's going to be it's, awesome. It's the NFL is cyclical, right? They go through these cycles of. Sure what works and what doesn't what work. a word and guess what it's coming back to having oh my gosh it's coming back to having a west coast style offense win the game in the trenches run the ball to set up the pass not pass the ball to set up the run like all these new age people want to do the mike mcdaniels of the worlds the matt lafleur's the ben of the johnson's world, of the world they're all going to end up failing because Wait the way minute. to do it is a West Coast style offense. Andy Reid does it. Kyle Shanahan does it. Dan Campbell does it in Detroit for the most part, not fully. Um, Sean McVay does it. Uh, Mike McCarthy does it. They're all running do it last year? West Coast style offenses, and that's not air raid, spread guys out, 
run, you know, pass the ball. What if you spread guys out and the quarterback's under center? Would that make you happy? Is that the main thing is you want the quarterback under the center, under center more? Is that your main thing? I want him under the center more and I want more yeah. play action. And I want that can come with movement. the four wide too. You can do that four wide. All right. I now I now know that I I'm gonna have to chart all of USC's games and probably <laughs> right? most of Arizona games, and I'll put that in this yep. spreadsheet. And I can't promise it next Thank week, you. but I will have it coming. for us to review in a, in a little bit. Okay, so then we can actually look at this. And definitively talk about these offenses for Cliff Kingsbury. I think there, there's I a there, there's I don't yeah I don't understand. He's just so excited about Dan Quinn. And the first two guys he hires, he's trying to tell us not to. And do <laughs> not sit there, Stoner. Do not. I'm going to mute you. Here we go. Do not sit there and try to tell us you're not because just because you throw a couple of little like hey he might be good you know out there right. that doesn't mean no. you didn't just spend. All of our time. I literally talked like five minutes in the last 30 minutes because you were going on a tirade yelling at a cloud, old man. Mm-hmm. We'll meet you. I will Get absolutely off my you. You and Roger uh, deserve each other, and we love Roger. He's been a long time in the channel. He, he also doesn't think that the offense is, is going to be good here. JG coming up with, I think, one of the common things we've heard about Cliff Kingsbury is the relation to an EB style offense. Uh, JG here, the thing that worries me most about Cliff is that he sounds too much like EB. A common criticism about this, and when people hear the air raid offense, they think that they we're going to be in shotgun 90% of the time, and they think that Washington is going to be this 80 or 70 to 30 type passing to rushing ratio. And we've talked a little bit about how, and Trev, you keep mentioning that it's run heavy. We've talked about how Cliff Kingsbury actually does run the ball. The numbers in Arizona pan out on that. And when he didn't have Kyler Murray because he was injured, Cliff worked with the offense that he had, with the offensive talent that he had to adjust, and they were more run heavy. They weren't a good team in Arizona, and he was the head coach there, and he's responsible for some of that. But his offenses always did click. Now, yes, Stoner, some of those statistics, and especially the advanced analytics, which you normally hate, so he's only using them because they fight, they fit his narrative. Okay, Correct. that's the only reason why he's bringing it up because otherwise he would ju- he would just use like raw numbers to try to drive his point home. But the raw numbers. Don't fit his narrative, so he had no, to go I to the advanced analytic. I gave you fifteenth in points, fifteenth in yards, and eighteen. That sounds great. No, Full Trev, improvement. That'll get you Af- a nice after one year. Point. After one year, it's good. We did have someone mention Kansas City Chiefs eleventh overall in offense, and they are in the hmm. Super Bowl. Okay, yeah, you can. They were hmm. led when by their ma- here. When you can marry those two together, good things Number happen. One. Washington has Joe Witt Jr. on one side. They have Cliff Kingsbury on the other. With Cliff, I don't think we're going to get that Eric Bieniemy offense. Yes, we'll be in shotgun quite a bit. Okay, that's part oh, yeah. of the process. It's it's it is oh. part of the process. Absolutely. One of the things though is with the air raid offense, you're going to be running pistol formation quite a bit as well. Sure. Okay, and that's how they're able to effectively run out of an air raid offense compared yeah. to what we saw with Eric Bieniemy. The pistol offense essentially is just instead of having your guy under center and you're running back behind him, instead you go to shotgun and the guy's behind him. 
Okay, so you yeah, have a downhill yeah. runner. And again, right. Brian Robinson has shown that if you give him a, a full head of steam, he's difficult to take down. So there's yeah. going to be some excitement there. Yeah. Is all this wait and see? Yes, we're waiting to see with Dan Quinn. We're waiting to see with Joe Witt Jr. We're waiting to see on Cliff Kingsbury. But today, especially today, it's all about optimism and what can we hope for and what can we expect and why can't we be happy with that these are our hires? Because honestly, I've seen a few comments that are talking about uh, well, what other offensive coordinators out there? I don't even remember what other offensive coordinators. I mentioned Kubiak. The Kubiak taken. kid was one. Uh, what was that, Trev? They were all taken by the time we – A lot of them were taken. So. But Cliff Kingsbury was one of the top talents available mm -hmm. in Washington. Got him. So there's got to be some excitement here right now in Washington. And we want to see how far that excitement is. How far are Dan Quinn, Cliff Kingsbury, and Joe Witt Jr. going to take the Commanders? What do you expect after one season? What do you expect after three seasons? We'll give you our answers in the cool down. 